Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studios at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor it is, a privilege it is to take the Word of God and to open the King James Bible and share with you some wonderful truth from the Scriptures on this day. I'm excited about our Bible study time. Every day, I challenge you to do these three things. Number one, here it is, pray. Every single day, you ought to pray. I'm talking about not just uttering words and going through the routine, but I mean trying to get a hold of God in prayer. Pray for lost people. Pray for sick people. Pray for hurting people. Pray for your life. Pray for your family. Pray for decisions. Pray for the nation. Pray for revival. Pray for your church. And on and on it could go. Number two, don't just pray, but read your Bible every single day. Have you studied your scripture today? If you're not right with your Bible, then you cannot be right with your God. It's amazing. God revealed himself to us through his word. People say, I want to know God. I want to know what he wants for my life. And yet they never crack the cover of their Bible. You'll get all those answers and then some if you just search the scripture. And then thirdly, be a soul winner every single day. Witness to one person. Try to get the gospel out, whether it's via a technology with your lips, leaving a track, whatever you got to do. But get the gospel out. Somehow advance the gospel every single day. And if you'll do those three things, it'll help you stay close to the Lord. I hope you're having a great day today, and I hope that you're busy serving the Lord and uh, able to get out and do something for God. You might be listening today and you're shut in. You're not physically able to get out. Well, then I want you to know that we pray for you, and uh, we want to help you any way that we can. And uh, just know that people around the country and here at KNVBC, we're thinking of you and appreciate all you do. And no doubt you could maybe use the phone call somebody, maybe write them a letter, but there's something we can all do for the Lord. Maybe you're in a hospital now. I want you to know God's grace is sufficient. He knows all about it, and uh, thank God he's our comforter, and I'm glad he's also the great physician. He knows what we need, and he knows how to apply it, and I'll be praying for that situation. Maybe you're listening to me today, and you're lost, never been saved. You need to be saved today. If you were to die where you stand, and you're not saved, you'd go to hell. You might be a good man, a good lady, You might uh, do a lot for your community and your family. You might love people like you ought to, but if you're not saved, then you will not go to heaven. You must be saved. You must be born again. That's why Jesus died on the cross. That's why he shed his blood. That's why he said, if you'll just ask him to be your savior, he'll forgive you of your sin and he'll save you even now. We've been studying in Romans chapter eight. If you've missed any of these Bible studies, you can get them all via the podcast. Wherever it is you get your podcast, you can find Striving for Revival there too. Type it in, pull it up, hit subscribe, and then that gives you instant access to every study that we have done done through uh, the entirety of the Bible. We've gone through most of the New Testament. We've done many broadcasts and studies from the Old, but that way you can listen in and keep up to date with us. We're in Romans chapter 8. This will be our fifth Bible study in Romans chapter 8, and I believe we'll probably be here for at least 10 to 15 studies, maybe more. And uh, it's just a long chapter, but it's also a packed chapter. This chapter is referred to as the great chapter of Romans, but really it's one of the great chapters of the entirety of your Bible. 
It begins with no condemnation. It ends with no separation. And Paul describes to us, really, as a culmination of the, uh, the, the, the climax of the doctrine of salvation. We read about our justification, not by works, but by faith. We find out that it's not a flesh thing, it's a spirit thing. And that's what Paul's comparing and contrasting in these first several verses. We'll read more about that today. He refers to that crowd who are in the flesh. Now, he's not talking about carnal Christians, though carnal Christians. Christians often act in the flesh, but he's talking about those who've never been truly saved. They are depending upon their own effort. They're relying on their own works, or they're just totally living void of any kind of religion at all. They're living in the flesh. The second group is that which walk or live in the Spirit. Those are saved people. The Holy Spirit residing within one is the, the, the end-all, be-all for salvation. If the Holy Spirit does not dwell within you, you are not saved. Salvation comes down to this point. Does the Holy Spirit dwell within you. The Christian is a living soul with a dead body. Our soul has been made alive by the Holy Spirit of God. He quickened us, thank God. We still have that old sin nature in the body. It wants to do wicked, and it often does every single day. But we have a new man on the inside that knows not sin, cannot sin. He that is born of God does not commit sin. And thank God for the spirit man, the new nature, the old nature, the new nature, compared and contrasted. We read in verse 9 and verse 10 and 11 last broadcast. I'll read those just to refresh, and then we'll get into our new scripture for today. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Now, here's a great promise of res resurrection. We find that emphasized in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15, that one of these days the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise First, it's referred to as the first resurrection before the tribulation period at the rapture of the church. The shout will ring out, the graves will open up, the dead in Christ shall rise, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, how do we rise up? How do those come out of the grave which are in it? How do the saved lose gravitation who are living and rise up into the sky? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit within us. It's sort of like this illustration. You have a toothpick and a stick pin, and they look the same, same size, same shape, same weight, toothpick and a stick pin. You take a magnet, hover it over the toothpick. You know what happens? Nothing happens. You take the magnet, hover it over the stick pin. You know what it does? That stick pin literally will rise up and meet the magnet in the air. How is it possible that the stick pin rises while the toothpick lies down, stays still? Here it is. They look the same, they feel the same, they weigh the same, but there is something in the makeup of the stick pin that is not in the makeup of the toothpick. And that which is within the stick pin has a pull has a, uh, an attraction to that which is in the magnet. And when the magnet 
hovers over it, it rises up. Same thing with the Christian. The Holy Spirit within us will draw us up to meet the Lord in the air. He drew us to the Lord in salvation. Thank God he draws us to walk in the Spirit, draws us to please the Lord in life. He'll draw us up to meet the Lord in the air at that first resurrection. Verse number 12, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. Here's the, here's the truth. Our, uh, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. We are a debtor not to the flesh. We are a debtor to the Spirit. We are not we are not beholden to the ritual. We are not beholden to the expectation. We are not beholden to the rigor of, uh, 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 of some sort of a standard set by religion whatsoever. We are debtors to the Spirit. We're not debtors to fulfill the desires of the flesh. We're not debtors to fulfill the needs of the flesh. We're not debtors to pamper the, uh, the feeling of the flesh. No, but we are debtors indeed to the Spirit. We are to sell out to the Spirit. We are to yield to the Spirit. We are to obey the Spirit of God. Therefore, because of what the Spirit of God has done, because the Spirit of God quickened our dead a body, if you will. Uh, thank God he quickened us. He made us alive in Christ. We have a, a living soul, I said, in a dead body because he dwells within us every day, every place we go. The Holy Spirit goes with us. He comforts us. He guides us. He teaches us. He loves us. He illuminates the scripture to us because one of these days at the resurrection, that's that spirit that will draw us up to meet the Lord in the air. We are sealed by the Spirit. We are kept by the Spirit. The earnest of our salvation is the Holy Spirit. Because of these things, because the Spirit of God gives us boldness and courage and power and all these good gifts from that indwelling Spirit, we are debtors not to the flesh. We are debtors to the Spirit. He's saying you as saved people should not be bending over backwards to meet the expectation or the need or the lust of your flesh, but you should be quick to yield and obey and follow and love the Spirit of God which dwelleth in you. You are to be filled with the Spirit, sensitive to the Spirit, yielding to the Spirit, obeying every impulse of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we are not carnal, thank God, any longer sold under sin, but we're a new man, a new creature, spiritual, because we've been saved by grace, not of works, lest any man should boast, but we've got imputed righteousness, which which is ours because of our faith that was placed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's verse number 12. We'll get into our sonship. First mention of being a son of God in verse number 13 and following. Thank God we're his children. We'll learn about that next broadcast. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.